Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello, welcome back everyone. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. Yay, Sarah's back. Sarah's back. I'm back. (laughs) Thanks for, as always, Katie keeps the podcast running and is amazing. And we had Kelly as a guest. I listened to that episode while I was working yesterday, actually, and it was really good. I was, like, giggling while typing, and I was like, (laughs) and then I was like, oh, my God, yeah, I can relate to that, that, and that. And you guys did a great job, so... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Yeah, we've missed you. And before we jump into the episode, I want to give some new Patreon shout outs. Yay. So we have a new patron, Sarah. It's Sarah with an H. So (gasps) hi, Sarah with an H. (laughs) New patron, Amy. Hello, Amy. And new patron, Paige. Hello, Paige. Oh, hello, Paige. So, yeah, thank you all so much for joining us on Patreon. We love you all. And your support just means the world to us, really. Like, we always say, like, we never thought anyone would even really listen to this show, let alone support this show. So thank you. (laughs) Yes, thank you so much. As we always say, we genuinely mean it. You guys keep the podcast running. So thank you very much for your very generous support and appreciation. Mm -hmm. We are all for it. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Do you have any announcements, Sarah? No, no announcements. I was just chatting with Katie before. I'm still a bit on the struggle bus. Um, <laughs> I made the mistake of having tequila shots on a, a school night. Who does that? Who she the fuck does that? She had tequila shots, rosé, and white cloth. <laughs> How much and- starter package for basic bitch? For white <laughs> basic bitch. That is white basic bitch starter pack and she was texting me and it was hilarious because Sarah never misspells anything she's very appropriate with her grammar and her spelling and she was just texting me like text after text and kept coming in with the misspellings and then she was like oh by the way I'm drunk <laughs> I was like girl I think I knew that it's so bad uh- it was it was actually very as I was saying Sarah's on the struggle bus and then her computer died so um two episodes in a row we've had technical difficulties but we're back (laughs) oh man we're back and now Katie's gonna have to do this annoying edit because it was just like and then silence and I'm like hello yeah, and I was like, it immediately just dropped the call, and I went, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Okay, so struggles aside, today, Sarah, um, you're on your phone, but I'm going to still send you some, uh, some, oh, shit, my brain, <laughs> some images to go with today's episode. Um, Amazing. Okay. So today's episode I found, it comes to you from my library. Um, I was, I did this search because I'm me. I searched on the library app Mormon and this came up. It is a book called 
Bad Boys of the Book of Mormon and What They Teach Us by David Swenson Powell. What? So is this like an erotic book or is this like a... It's... Okay, okay. Bad Boys. Yeah, it's a... It's a faith-promoting book for, like, youth, and it's oh, about... Oh, <laughs> my God. Sorry, I have the image now, you guys. It's, okay, uh... explain the image. <laughs> <laughs> so, first of all, it's really horrible font choices. Let's just get into that <laughs> from a designing point of view. And then it's, like, these two old, older white men who are dressed in, like, the typical Nephite or Nephites or Lamanites outfit attire, Book of Mormon stories. And they're, like, full-on fighting each other with these, I don't even know what kind of weapons they are. It's, like, a sword with ridges or a club with ridges. Uh I don't know what's happening. Uh Yeah, and it's supposed to be all about the wicked or bad... Uh, men of the Book of Mormon. <laughs> the bad boys. The bad boys. And it's written by a faithful LDS man, Mr. Oh, David Swenson Powell. Of course, he has a middle name. And uh, <laughs> there's many, many chapters. But the one that I wanted to go over with you is chapter 13, all about Korihor. <laughs> <laughs> of course good old Korahor good old yes so uh, listeners we get called Korahors all the time by active Mormons because Korahor is quote one of three antichrists <laughs> and also I think it's just because it's, it has like core in it that people love to say that to us as well it's like a nice yeah. little you guys are such core whores, and you're like, thank you. Yeah, yeah okay. I take that as a compliment. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, if you're never Mormon, Cora Whore obviously is a character in the Book of Mormon. He's featured in Alma, the Book of Alma. And, of course, this is all made up. It's all Joseph Smith fiction. But um, Mormons believe that this person actually existed. And was a real indigenous person of the United States of America. Yes. And many <laughs> people believe that we were one of them. We were one of those people. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're going to love how this is formatted. So it says Korahor, one of three antichrists in Alma chapter 30. Born. <laughs> it has like stats. Okay. Born. Circa. 74 BC. Like, (laughs) (laughs) this guy really thinks he can pinpoint when this fictional character was born. (laughs) Oh my God. 74 years before Christ, apparently. Uh, Raised unknown. Religion unknown. But as an adult, he taught anti Christian beliefs. (laughs) Uh, Because Christianity was a thing at that time during this place. Like, Right before Christ, Christianity exactly. was a thing, right? Like, that's wow. that, and it's it's so funny, it's so funny to me. Okay, but here, here's where we really get into it nationality, unknown 
but probably a light-skinned Nephite. Doubtful that he would have been a dark-skinned Lamanite strolling around Zarahemla preaching religion. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is an actual book. I, I checked this book out from the library, folks. I'm reading it right now. <laughs> wow. I was literally going to ask you just now, like, did did you check this out or was this just a skim? Like, no, I, I checked it out. I yeah, I hope he doesn't get any royalties for me checking it out. <laughs> no. Oh, what a light skinned. Did you say Nephite or Lamanite? A light, a light skinned Nephite, because, of course, the Nephites, remember, are the light skinned oh, right. ones and the Lamanites are the dark skinned ones hashtag racism yeah. and the Nephites are the good ones yeah yeah I know I know okay and then <laughs> profession religious zealot antichrist <laughs> <laughs> can we put that on our resumes going forward like I'm gonna put that on my LinkedIn professional <laughs> career <laughs> Please put that on your LinkedIn as a religious zealot antichrist. Yes, that is my profession. That is what I do. Yes. And then major sins are pride, anti-Christian attitudes, and behavior. Apostasy. (laughs) Okay. So now we get into the summary of Korahor. The way this is written is so funny. Okay. It says, we know very little of Korahor's history. He was probably born and raised in or near Zarahemla, which is a fake city. (laughs) It's fake. There's no, again, spoiler alert for those of you who are like, ooh, what's going to happen next in this fictional content that we have here? But, like, this place, Mormons actually think is real, but there's no archaeological evidence or scientific and nothing that Nothing. this place existed. So, yeah, (laughs) real. He was taught the principles of the gospel as a youth. See, how, though? Because Jesus wasn't even around yet. I know... I know that the Mormons think that, like, oh, there were these prophets that, like, said that Jesus was going to come, and they were prophesying about Christ long before he got there. But it's like, I just don't, I don't buy it. (laughs) I mean, but there's so many major holes in the Book of Mormon story like this that even as a Mormon, I remember reading it being like, what? What? Like, that's (laughs) Sense, but it was just like no 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 just have faith but it's clearly it's just like you know a 14 year old boy wrote this story <laughs> or how old yeah he wrote yeah it. just just go with it just go with these weird names and it doesn't matter just have faith it's fine and then people like this will just write books about it later okay <laughs> how, however sometime before arriving into Zarahemla He had a very unique experience. He had a personal visitation from Lucifer, the devil himself. Satan appeared in the deceitful form of an angel. He called Korahor to be a missionary for him to redeem the people. He taught Korahor exactly what to say. See, this is like 
so fucked up though because it's like you're taught all the time like oh if you have the holy ghost satan can't deceive you but then apparently satan did that to korahor and appeared as an angel and was like please share my message with the world so how do you decipher between the satan angel and the celestial jesus angel exactly it's so confusing and it always made me think like I, I would be paranoid about that. Like, what, how am I supposed to tell the difference? They'd be like, well, because they'd have the signs. And that- oh, or, or, <laughs> they sh- or they can shake your hand, right? Yeah. <laughs> that whole weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, having been taught the truth as a youth, Korahor knew that what he was being taught by the angel was contrary to the teaching of God. Okay. Mm. However. The teachings were pleasing to the carnal mind. Worldly sins and cardinal sin, like those are the things that they like Mormons love. To mm-hmm. say. I know. And I wonder, so I wonder what this Satan angel was telling him like, oh, masturbation is cool. Go teach everyone about masturbation or like, <laughs> hey. A rum and coke is pretty good. Go tell everyone about it. Go tell everyone about it. Go ahead. Tequila shots, weed candy, let's go. Um, In other words, these teachings were easy to believe. Many believed his teachings. Okay, now keep in mind, we are the Korahors. And so people think that we are, like, teaching what the devil wants the world to believe which i mean i guess i'll i'll, I'll fucking stand for satan exactly like, if this is considered satan's gospel what we're teaching and talking about then all right cool yeah i'm here for it like lgbtq they, rights exactly um, like you know trying our best to, to create awareness around really important topics that the LDS church just either pushes under the rock or is like openly discriminatory, like then I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy to teach Satan's teachings, you know, I'm happy about the carnal, (laughs) the carnal mind. (laughs) Okay. After telling the lies often enough, Korahor even started to believe them (laughs) again. Another analogy towards us people that are active believing members think that we are just liars that are spreading falsehood when it's like no bitch <laughs> we're, we're just telling the truth and uh telling people that they don't have to be trapped anymore so <laughs> but it's also like you lie enough to believe it but also they you know of course we've said about this before it's like we're so miserable you guys. oh obviously that's what they say you're so miserable jeez. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay after being kicked out of the cities of Jershon and Gideon, more fake cities, um, <laughs> he was brought before Alma. Alma was astonished at Korahor's beliefs. So, <laughs> so now he has a bullet point list of a summary of Korahor's beliefs. It says, summary of Korahor's beliefs, and in parentheses, sound familiar? I don't know what that means, but <laughs> let's see if these beliefs align with our beliefs, okay? So. Number, here's one. No Christ will come. Agreed. Agreed, yeah. There is no God and never will be. I mean, agreed. No man can know the future. 
Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Prophets are old men with deranged minds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Christianity is the result of a frenzied mind. Uh, I don't know if I, I think it's just kind of like Christianity is a control thing. I don't know if it's, it's a frenzy money. mind. Yeah, but. It's, it's control, power, and money. I don't know if it's a frenzy mind. I mean, maybe those are personality traits of someone who would want power and wealth and right. Right. control people. So, yeah, maybe. Right. Um, there will be no remission of sin. I, I don't believe in sin, so exactly. I guess I agreed. Um, there is no wrong. Uh, I don't, I think, I don't there, yeah, there are wrong things. I don't agree with that. Um, all men should do what they want. I mean, up I mean, to an extent. It, yeah, as long as it doesn't affect other individuals. Yeah, then do what you want. Yeah. There is no afterlife. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I can't, I, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. No one knows that. Yeah. Assume not, but no yeah. one knows. Yeah. Death is the end. I mean, I guess it's the end of this life. I don't know if there's anything after, but probably not. I don't know. So I guess yeah. I agree. And then this one is my favorite. Religious ordinances are a way to assert power over people. Uh, ding, 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 ding. Agreed. So we we pretty much agree almost almost fully with Coro so we are definitely core horror. I feel like we just took one of those tests, those online tests. It's like, what character are you? We are definitely core horrors, for sure. I want there to be a Witch Book of Mormon character. Are you quit? You know that they have one out there. You know it's out there. We just okay, wait. I need to find it. I need to find it. Okay. And then it goes on to say, after committing blaspheme in Alma's presence, Korahor is rebuked by Alma's testimony. Korahor predictably resorts to a pathetic argument and says, okay, if there is a God, show me a sign. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like he calls it a pathetic argument. And, oh my God. That was like super valid. I would also be like, oh, I'm sorry, but can you show me this God? Yeah. Can you like prove that there is a God? Because I don't see any proof. But then Alma says, quote, you want a sign? Okay, I will give you a sign. Shazam! (laughs) 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 And then Korahor is made dumb and is unable to speak. That's right. I was like, what happened to Korahor? That's right. Okay. Uh Yeah, he makes him mute. A fair sign for a man who used his language to pervert the ways of God. <laughs> Korahor is astonished. Okay, and then this part is what I don't get. Um, it says, he tells Alma of his visit with Satan. He admits he knew what he was doing was wrong. Alma does not remove the curse, and Korahor is free to go. So how does he tell Alma when he can't speak? Does he, like, for a moment, like, remove the curse? And let him tell him the story about Satan and then, like, puts the curse back on. I mean, that is a big, big, once again, hole in the story in the plot is that, what? <laughs> like, yeah, he must have removed the curse and then he could talk. Or magically they both were able <laughs> to communicate via sign at that Or, time. like, yeah, telepathically or some shit. <laughs> or uh, he wrote down the story. I don't know. But this is just, like, okay. Yeah. 
again, listeners and never most, this all just came from Joseph Smith's mind. And he had his head in a rock, head in a hat looking at a rock and was like saying this story out loud and someone was writing it down. So there's going to be plot holes. <laughs> Whatever Joseph Smith thought. Sometimes I'm like, I want to get some of that. I don't know what it was, but he came up with some great shit. Some yeah, he quality. Quality hallucinatory shit. Yes, um, that we believed. That we believe was real. <laughs> oh, the rest of his life is a sad existence of begging and homelessness. The wicked people of Zoram eventually plot his murder. He is run over and trodden down in the land of the Zoramites. He died alone, poor, hungry, and a pathetic mute killed by those who once puffed him up to popularity. Jesus, what about like redemption in this story and repentance and forgiveness? It's like, right? He just lives out a horrible life of the city shaming him, and uh, then they run him over. Fuck's sake. Yeah, especially because. Satan came to him disguised as an angel, so he like thought he was doing the right thing. Like exactly. Uh, okay, what we learn from Korahor. This is that the next section. <laughs> First of all, we learn Satan is real. Oh, do we? <laughs> he has great power to convince people of falsehoods. Okay. We learn Lucifer and false friends will most assuredly abandon you in the end. Dun, dun, dun. Ex-Mormons. Oh, I mean, everyone who's an ex-Mormon listening can relate. Especially this is kind of like your, like the last episode that you and Kelly covered of like friends who basically abandon you once you leave the Mormon church. It's like, bye. Bye. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And we learn there are very real consequences to one's own apostasy. <laughs> death. It says <laughs> death. Like, it literally says death. Like, okay, so you leave the church, you apostatize, then you're probably going to die. That's so <laughs> fucked. What? Yeah, I mean, and that's the whole story, right? Like, he, quote unquote, left his beliefs of the gospel that, like, what the fuck ever. But he left his beliefs and then he died because the people of the town trampled him (laughs) i mean the sad thing is though is that this book written by mr three initials i can't yeah i forgot his name already (laughs) or something like swindon i don't know like he wrote this book and yes katie checked it out for ex-mormon research purposes but I guarantee you it's had several checkouts from Mormons. Oh, yeah. Like, this shit's true. Like, making notes in this and being like, yep, that's a good point, valid point. Yep. If you apostatize against the church and you're, you know, a core whore, you will die. Right. And you know this is shared at, like, family home evening and stuff. Yeah. So now we come to the section that says personal application. (laughs) <laughs> so it has a bunch of questions it says when you commit sins are you humble or are you like Korahor proud in your sins <laughs> hey and now this is a good one who are the Korahors in your life <laughs> could you imagine Katie as a Mormon being like oh, I have this category in my head this bucket where I place all the Korahors yeah 
I know. And it's literally making people think like, <laughs> who are the bad people in my life? And now I should just not associate with them. So like anyone who's left the church or especially people who speak out against the church like us, it's like, oh, they're a core whore. Don't listen to them because if I do, I might become one and I might die. <laughs> it's like you will if you have sex you will catch STD. chlamydia and you will <laughs> die yes <laughs> so then uh, there's all these other these questions that go on in a string so i'll just read them <laughs> okay. okay so who are the core whores in your life who do you listen to when you hear falsehoods do you know that they are lies what do you do about it do you shun the speaker, run away? Do you tie up the false speaker and carry him to your ecclesiastical leaders? If you continue down the path you are currently on, will you end up alone and hungry for the rest of your life? Will you be an outcast from those who love you? Is it really worth it? Oh, my God. <laughs> so intense. I, I know. And I think this is, like, intended for youth to read. Yeah, it sounds like it. Imagine, like, again, being a youth reading this. Like, Will will you be an outcast from those who love you? That's heavy, right? Like, uh. okay, so now in the next section, it has like (laughs) some dialogue that he that he wrote out. So I'm going to send you a little screenshot of it and you're going to play Alma and I'm going to play Korahor. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm Alma. Yeah, you're Alma. Okay. <clears throat> Do you believe that there is a God? No. <laughs> I know there is a God and Christ will come. Do you really deny the existence of a God and the coming of Jesus Christ? That's right. You have no evidence these things are true. You can't prove there is a God. You have a frenzied mind. I hate you and I hate your religion. <laughs> Okay, Korahor, <laughs> you are so stuck on evidence and proof. Show me some proof there is no God. Give me some evidence Christ will not come. Can you? Come on, Mr. Know-it-all. Where's your proof? Uh, um, uh, well, um, uh. <laughs> you don't have anything except your own word. I have all things as testimony that there is a God. The world, the seasons, all creations, the prophets, everything. <laughs> Is that not the funniest thing you've ever I just love that this guy, this author, <laughs> clearly obsessed with the, the, the adjective frenzied. And He's like, obsessed. Friend, like, as a frenzied mind. He's used it like three times now. Uh-huh. Like, he has it where Albus be like, come on, Mr. Know-it-all. <laughs> sir that's not how the burden of proof works like (laughs) don't have to prove that something doesn't exist we've said it over and over but like if someone said to you there's a rhinoceros in your front yard you're like you're gonna be like okay show me and they then they wouldn't be like well show me that there isn't it's like (laughs) don't have to if the proof is on proving that something exists not that it doesn't exist Exactly. So, <laughs> it's so ridiculous that that's ever a counter argument and just. Uh, it's so silly and stupid. And I just loved that interaction. I thought it was. 
it was Oscar worthy. Where's our Oscars? I know. Oh my God. Hello. We're going to be at the Oscars next year presenting and receiving our reward. Korahor. Yes, you're welcome. I also love that he had the line in there for Korahor I hate you and I hate your religion, as if he's a five year old. I hate you. That's and that's exactly how Mormons see us. They think that we hate them. When it's like, no, we have compassion for you because we once were you. We do hate your religion because your religion is bigoted and hateful and controlling. And but we don't hate you. Exactly. I hate you. Yeah, we're not horrible people saying I hate you. And (laughs) calling you frenzied minds. Like I love how what we do. I love how Alma called Korahor Mr. Know-It-All. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Know-It-All. <laughs> okay, then it ends on, it just gives a scripture, Alma, chapter 50, verse 39. And it's it's printed on, like, a gravestone <laughs> that says Korahor, and then underneath it it says this. And it came to pass that as Korahor went forth among the people, yea, among a people who had separated themselves from the Nephites and called themselves Zoramites, being led by a man whose name was Zoram. And as he went forth amongst them, behold, Korahor was run upon and trodden down even until he was dead. <laughs> and then it ends with this, like, illustration of him, which I'm going to send you that you can describe to the people. Um... <laughs> I don't really know, like, why this is in there, but this is how that chapter What is this? I don't know. Describe it to the people. I couldn't wrap my head around it. (laughs) I don't even know how to describe this. Okay, so it's like, (laughs) is this elderly looking man with his hand in the air, lying down with his knees, like, folded up under a blanket on the floor? Door with a brick wall and wooden floor, which is like, okay, I don't, I don't understand what's happening there. But he just looks like, help me. <laughs> yeah. It's like he just died being like, help me, help me. But and, like, the proportions of his body are all thrown out. It looks like he's just like a head sticking out of a blob. Yeah, well, and his hand is bigger than his head. Exactly. Like, it's so weird. <laughs> So apparently that's how Mormons think that we're going to meet our end. It's just, we're so sad and lonely and on the floor like Korahor. With our hand in the air, big, her hand larger than her head at this point. Just saying, mm-hmm. help me, help me, help me. Mr. Know-it-all. <laughs> Mr. Know-it-all. That's what you get. Oh, uh, well, I, I had to, I had to share that with you. Like I found that and I was like, Oh my God! And that's just one of like Real many, gem. many chapters. I cannot believe you found that, Jim. Actually, I can't. <laughs> that is your specialty. One of your many, many strong suits and specialties <laughs> is finding random Mormon shit, and I love it. I'm here for it all day long. Um, I just, I'm also so curious to know with this library book, like who, who checked this out on a serious note. Like, I know. Who saw this as a Mormon was like, ooh, bad boys. Bad boys of the Book of Mormon. I know. At first, I was like, ooh, is this going to be like a parody and like kind of be steamy and fun? Oh, no. 
he's serious and he's talking about the wicked people in the Book of Mormon and thinks they're real. Okay, here we go. <laughs> oh boy. Um, that was amazing. Well done, Katie. Well Thanks. done. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming on the journey and uh, thank you all for listening. And yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll be back. Bye. Bye.